0: This is your Frederick Real Estate Update. A conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan.
1: Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you nearly 20 years of experience and helping almost 700 families in the Maryland and PA area here. And I also have with me the man, the legend, the myth, with all the money over in Presidential Bank, Mr. Terry Kernan. How you doing, bud? Good, good. How are you? Happy Memorial Weekend. Can't believe it's here. Yeah, already. Already here. Summer is going to officially begin real soon. I don't remember
0: having a spring this year.
1: No, it just was here and gone in (laughs) about three seconds. The weather didn't replicate it much at all. I mean, we just had snow on the mountain about a month ago or so. We got pictures with snow and all that three weeks to a month ago, and then... Boom. So, I don't know. It doesn't quite feel like it. The weather seems to be nice. The temperatures. We're not getting into that scorching stuff yet, and I pray that we don't. So, yeah. So, we're going to get on the beach. I know you're looking to have some fun down there, too, right?
0: Yep. Going to head out of town. Uh, there we go. Get down to the beach and uh, and. and Enjoy, enjoy the, joy the
1: enjoy it enjoy all the good stuff. Enjoy so. the
0: large crowds and the pandemonium that goes along with. Yeah, the, um,
1: it'd be nice to go. No masks going into restaurants and on the beach and everything else. You don't have to swim in the ocean with a mask on. The only mask you got to have on the ocean is your saltwater, looking for shark mask. Right. So, all right, let's get started here, guys. So much uh, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we have listeners, as you know, from all over the country that have called in before and all that. So this is about you. Today, we're going to hit on some subjects that are the most relevant things you are going to hear in real estate. That's what's happening in some of our local stuff as well. So thanks for tuning in. You can go on WFMD.com in the drop-down menu. And, Terry, everybody can go ahead and hear 256 programs. 256. Yeah, everything that they can imagine. Uh, Today's number 256 here, so they can imagine anything you can imagine with real estate, it is on there. But Terry and I are always here to answer your question. So inventory 337 total, 337. Remember I told you we're not passing up 550 this whole year unless interest rates go to like 8% or 7 then we could start to see some real, real pushback. But right now we're at 337. 214 resales, um, still seller's market. This has changed this last week. Days of market's up to 14 It's gone up just a little bit. Buyers are not pulling that trigger as fast. That's what that all means right there. Um, So what
0: was it before? The days in the market. It was 11.
1: So we're up three days in one week.
0: We're up almost 30%. Yeah.
1: So we're definitely seeing. I got one house. I got a few that taking a little bit longer. Buyers are, you know, we're, we're getting less showings, taking a little bit longer to get someone to pull the trigger. A lot more questions and strategizing. That's what we're going to talk about today for buyers predominantly. So average median sale price, 486. New construction, 126. Seems like that number is going to stay around for, I don't know, forever and ever and ever. Amen, right? Um, coming soon, 87. This is the big one. We still can't get past 100, okay? I, I don't think until we get past a consistent 100 and 120 coming soon type um, or just the resales getting above 300, There's just no panic because that's that buyer demand that's turning them pretty good right there. So pending uh, under contract, uh, we got uh, 482 uh, resales, 906 total across the board. So we have almost the same new Mm -hmm. construction resales are 50-50 almost in about 10 farms. Sold in the last 30 days, 451, with an average time of 11 days on the market. So there's where we're seeing that little tweak in that. So what are your thoughts on the inventory, local area, news on that?
0: Well, the housing or the new construction is going to continue to help us get through this. Uh, But we did see a big drop in new home starts last month, dropped 12%. Yep, I saw that. that. So that was a big number. Um, So the 337 resales that we have out there, I always take out the 126 yep. you know i always do that so we're over 200 on the resales that number just has to keep climbing but i think here's where i think why i think it's going to climb is i am seeing not as much demand out there not as many phone calls what's happening in my opinion is the is the uh five and a half percent five and a quarter five percent rates are starting to set in with people yep and they're starting to realize wow It it really is five and a quarter percent now.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it's just going to stay steady there and all that. So, yep. And as buyers, you either deal with it, like it, love it, hate it, doesn't matter, and move forward and get you a house. Or you can hope and wish and pray that things adjust downward down the road. But we're not really seeing that too much. All right, Terry, what's happening on your streets of the mortgage world?
0: So um, let's go over a couple of things. The focus is going to be the, the the big news that they keep coming is, so the GDP, the uh, gross domestic product, okay, that determines how the economy is doing. So in the first quarter, it was down 1.5%. Okay, so our economy contracted 1.5%. The prediction is the second quarter, our economy is going to grow by 2%. Okay, let's think about this prediction they're predicting that the economy is going to grow. okay? What happens if it doesn't grow? We are in a recession and that is not good. So why would somebody predict that we're going to contract even farther and be in a recession? So there's nobody out there, you know wishing a recession because then we have to start rethinking everything. Are we cutting interest rates too fast? What are we doing? Da 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 da. So basically, let's keep an eye on the GDP. All the other numbers are really not going to uh, affect too much. You know, we're going to have the consumer, um, the CPI and the PPI coming out. Um, But basically what we're taking a look at is let's keep a focus on the GDP. We'll start knowing that number for the April, May, June numbers. So in July, we're going to probably have to refocus on the GDP. So that's kind of what's happening. There's not a lot going on good news is rates feel like they have stopped going up. Okay,
1: definitely. This
0: is week number three where they have not gone up, but they have not really come down either. So we're still looking at five and a quarter percent. Okay. Five and a quarter on a 30 year. But what I want to talk about today is what about a 15 year? So I'm getting that call. Terry, what about a Hmm. 15 year mortgage? Yeah. Okay. I have not really quoted 15 year mortgages because this is what's happening in the market. So if this gives you Any inclination on where the smart people think the rates are going, this will tell you. And what I mean by that is people that are in this business, that actually their livelihood is to buy mortgages for the purposes of servicing them. Okay, so if you're buying mortgages and you're expecting to service that mortgage, you're going to buy that loan from me, let's say, from presidential bank. You'll buy that loan. You'll buy a pool of that loans. The 15 year mortgages, there isn't much demand at all. And this is where it gets interesting. On a 15 year mortgage, you can basically get a rate. So a normal fixed rate 30 year is five and a quarter. Normally, 15 year mortgages are going to be about a point less, okay? So it's attractive to get into a 15-year mortgage because the rate is lower, plus you're paying off more principal. But here's what I'm finding that it's it's cheaper to get a 4.625% 15-year mortgage <coughs> than it is to get a 5% wow. mortgage. It's cheaper. So what I'm saying is is that I can get you without paying any points. But if you get a 5%, you're going to have to pay a little. So, why is that? The investors are thinking, rightfully so, that rates are going to come down. I keep saying it rates will be down by the presidential election. We all know that that always happens. It's going to continue to happen. But here's what the investors are saying we don't want 15 year mortgages especially a high-priced one, a high-rate one, because we know that in two years, 18 months to 30 months, the next 18 to 30 months, that that loan's going to get paid off and refinanced. So we don't want those mortgages on our books. So that, to me, is a sign that the really, really people that are invested in our business and in our livelihood believe that the rates are going to come down. Does that make sense? Did I explain
1: that okay? Absolutely. The thing I think about is um, how many people that are purchasing now in those say the last 2 3 months where the rates have been higher depending on at what at what point cuz there's two factors I think about. Number one, how much equity in the next two years, how much will the market go up? We've predicted in our county, Frederick County here, maybe 6% per year, which is actually very, very healthy. So by the time election hits, maybe your value might be up 10 to 12 to 14%, depending on where you're at and all that stuff like that. So that's one idea. The second idea, and, and is that enough equity, and then paying it down just a very little amount, depending on where the interest rates would be, Terry, where would the rates need to go down to cuz we know they're not going down to 3% and under for the election. I mean that that would just be I just don't see that ever happening again. But to go maybe from 5 to 4%, how much do you think the rates would have to come down in conjunction with the appreciation that we're going to see in the next few years, whatever that margin is. And let's just say it's 10% to be on you know pretty conservative overall maybe. Um, Is it worth somebody in a year or two or two years from now that's buying today at five, five and a quarter percent? If rates go to four, four and a quarter, four and a half, and they have a little bit equity, is it really going to be, where's the line at where somebody would hear from you and say, yes, this is good to refinance?
0: So I'm glad you asked that question. Refinances, every one of them is different. And That's yeah. Go ahead. Every one of them is different, and I basically go on a fact finding mission and kind of pick the people's brains. So let let me give you an example. Uh, five hundred thousand dollar. There's two. We'll say we'll give two scenarios. Two five hundred thousand dollar loans. Okay. One is to a uh, young couple that bought a five hundred thousand dollar townhouse in Montgomery County, and the other is a uh, is a couple that just bought their last house and they bought it in let's say frederick county five hundred thousand. so it really doesn't matter what the countings are but it's who it is so if it's a young couple that's going to be out of that house in three years four years yeah that margin of where does it make sense probably goes from a half a point in rate to a full point in rate but if somebody says terry i'm 42 years old i just bought my last house when does it make sense to refinance? You're probably looking at about a half percent where we can actually run the numbers and say, okay, this is going to come back uh, to you uh, after 24 months. That's usually the guide that I look for. But if somebody has a history of moving, a history of not being stable where they live, you know, because their jobs or whatever the case may be, refinancing may not be the best thing for you. You may want to take a look and say, so we look at the whole picture. I look at the whole picture and then make a, a, a decision with the borrowers to make sure that if they do move forward, that they feel comfortable. And if they do move forward, that it's the right thing for them. And it's all in their mindset that kind of pushes how it is, and it's all in what their life is looking at. So it can be anywhere, as little as a half a point mm-hmm. better, to you know, every, if you're a point lower, then yeah, let, let's. I've always
1: told that, people that if it's one percent less or more, it's about a ninety percent chance it's a no-brainer to refinance, especially correct. if you're going from a thirty. 30- to, say, a 20- or 15-year mortgage, then it's even more advantageous because that interest rate is going to be lower at that point, uh, potentially, anyways. So, yeah.
0: And I think rates are going to come back, Darren. <coughs> um, Where's
1: your prediction? Yeah. Give me your thoughts. What's the lowest you think you we'll see them in the next two years, I would say, when we get towards more so the election period?
0: So within the next 36 months, I think mm-hmm. rates will climb back under 4%. Okay. And I think they'll kind of hover in the three and a half to three and three quarters.
1: Okay,
0: uh, but that's my prediction. If they go to three, that's great. That's Ooh. a bonus. Going below three, something awful would have to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the pandemic, and that's the only reason we got under three. It, it like it, logically, it doesn't make sense <coughs> that rates were that low.
1: Yeah, right. There was nothing that
0: and fueled more that, logic. That. It was didn't make sense that people were complaining that rates
1: yeah. didn't go lower. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I think I only had one of those and I said, Are you serious? You know, are you kidding me? So <laughs> All right, Terry, that house, that beautiful one on Dublin Road, I have on the Monoxie River. I've oh, got 10702. Uh, uh, it's uh Dublin Road in Walkersville. Um four bed, two bath on twenty acres with over eight hundred and fifty feet of waterfront property. That somebody can bring their kayaks, fishing rods, sunscreen—you name it—nature lover delight. So it's an awesome property. We just went live, and I've already got a few showings and action on that. And we put it at six ninety nine. You did, yeah. Okay. With all things considered, we put it at six ninety nine. And I told my seller the strategy is very simple. Number one, it's a very unique property, so I would probably give it about three weeks, about twenty one days. If you don't get an offer within six showings or twenty one days, the value is not right. Okay. I talked to an appraiser, gave him all the information and everything, and I said, Give me your two cents worth, I'll buy you something at Dutch's daughter, maybe give you a gift card. I just need your input. And they said, Yeah, you would probably buy it pretty close, somewhere around that. So they said it's brand new That's what I said good. last week was So So you're the lender, to, to, the appraiser, and I'm gonna uh, get you to be a realtor that, soon. Hey. So we'll see what happens. Uh it's cool property, I'll tell you, I really I, I really like it there. And um I haven't had too many of this. I've only had 3 I was looking back in my whole career out of almost 700 of these three properties I've ever had that have been on the Monoxie River waterfront I mean you know you take a pond or something I mean that's that's what we got in Frederick County you know what I mean and, and you got to be on that river down there um and uh so it's uh, it's pretty cool to be able to be able to advertise waterfront property send it out to 20,000 real estate agents especially those in Anne Arundel County that have all the waterfront property down there on the bay and to see something in Frederick County they say what you got water from property and Frederick, what's that all about? Or on the canal, eh? Somebody yeah. on the canal could be waterfront. Water's front. water. Water's water, so and I know a lot of people out there think because I have a little stream that's six inches wide that comes through my property on a heavy rain, I got water from property that day. That's about the only day you get it. So, all right. So that's what's happening on that prediction and all that. So that's what I'm excited about. And a couple other good properties coming up. Ooh, I got one in Sandy Spring. I'm getting ready to sell on 4.3 acres. A really nice big farmhouse and in-ground pool in the back and everything. Down right on the edge of Montgomery County. Yep. So that one there, all that kind of right stuff. Right off of Georgia. Avenue? Um, no, it's off of, um, yeah, it's pretty close. New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yep, right over of there. New Hampshire, so, yep. Martin Lane, Martin Lane and uh, Sandy Spring right over there. So, coming up to where 108 is. So.
0: Do you have a price on that yet?
1: Not quite yet. We're still evaluating it, but it's a big lot. 4.3 acres. Not too many of them are around, but everything that sits on that size property down there is over a million dollars. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, here we go. So how would I handle... Oh, I got a scenario. This is a good one. Somebody asked, and this is one I'm dealing with, how would you handle and how would I advise as a realtor, a buyer that wants to put an offer on a home, the home's been on the market for about five days, the deadline is in, the, in one more day, but there's no other offers they're competing against. Or let's just say none come in, because I don't think any of them are going to come in. So that's my prediction. Okay. So we haven't had this scenario in... Uh, Two years almost, right? Yep. All right, Terry, you're going to play the real estate agent. I'm the buyer. What advice, what strategy would you recommend that I tell a buyer, there's no offers, not at all. How do you guys want to put an offer on this place? You're the only one in the game.
0: I would say there's two schools of thought. Okay. There's option one is we just go in at this price or slightly below. And then we don't do any waivers of any contingencies or appraisals or anything like that. And then we let the appraiser dictate where the sales price should be if it is overpriced. Option two is a little tougher and a little harder to swallow for the sellers and the selling agent. Is that is evaluate where you think that that property should be. Put an offer in. And if they say, what are you doing? I would basically say, here, he here's the data. This is what the data says it's worth, in our opinion, and this is our offer. And then, without any, without any other offers, I think you can have a, a situation where the seller says, maybe we better just take it, because we have no offers. It's been a week. We have no. So, so that's kind of my thought.
1: Okay. All right. Good ideas there. There's always a, there's there's also crazy option three that could really go off the handle, but I'll, in conjunction with offer. Okay. Option two, um, here's what I always do. Number one, no matter what it is, anytime we're going with buyers, I always ask them, what do you think? What do you feel? What would you like to do? And nine out of 10 times, believe it or not, I do that before we even look at homes. Mm-hmm. In my buyer consultation, I just say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what the market's like. Here's what we're dealing with. Um, these are the facts. This is the real stuff going on, but give me your thoughts. What would you do? What do you think in all types of scenarios? Um, I like to get to know how crazy they are (laughs) Mm -hmm. or how informed they are, how educated they are, what they know, what they don't know, what questions. And it gives a lot of good, um, content and dialect to go through so that there are really no surprises. And I also have an idea because it helps me to know, like, you know, I don't show homes. And then they fall in love with it. And then they say, okay, Darren, the house is $600,000. We love this home. Um, let's offer five fifty. dollars I, I want to offer five fifty, mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, ho, ho, are you kidding me? We looked at 10 homes. This is the one that works for you. You want to offer 550, And this is three months ago in the market when there were 20 offers. You want to do what? what? Who have you been talking to? What are you thinking? Yeah, but we're, no, we want a deal, man. We want to get a good deal in real estate. Mom and dad told us to get a good deal, right? That, 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 it makes you take your breath away. I just showed you 10 houses. We find the dream house. You're about ready to lose this one. What are we doing here? That unfortunately happens more so than not. That's usually in real estate agents, early careers. I did that, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't know. You start to get really good. I have about 30 questions that I ask. Okay. to buyers and sellers of all different natures and stuff like that. Some would almost say it's a little bit of an interrogation. Now, what it is is helping to be able to make sure that we don't make a bad mistake. Okay. Cause that's really what it's about. So first thing I do is we start, we're starting to see this more, this is going to get more prevalent. Okay. So if you're a buyer to pay attention, seller pay attention because you're going to, because sellers I'm, I'm preparing sellers now for all kinds of stuff like that. So Um, I still evaluate the comps in the property and market trends, what's going on in that entire area, what's active, what's under contract, sold in the last 90 days, that is uh, the true market no matter what. I do that no matter what. doesn't matter what's going on. That's the very first thing that we evaluate and do. Based on that data is where I start to formulate, if the home appears to not be overpriced for the market, let's say it's not crazy overpriced, we're going to start to see this. We're going to start to see in the next six months to a year... Um, a lot of sellers being a little over aggressive because they don't understand where the market is at. What's selling? They're, they know what's selling, but they don't care what they're never selling. They don't care. They're not really looking at what are the trends, what's going on, how much inventory, and all those things like that. They're typically not going to know how to position themselves to not be out of the game. They're not going to know how to do that. Okay. Because too much emotion is going to be involved, too much entitlement, too much, I know more than you, Mr. Agent, and this is what I want. And if I don't get we're going to start to see, Terry, a lot more sellers that are going to say, well, um, if it doesn't sell, just keep it.
0: Yes. You're going to see that.
1: Oh, yeah. And you know what oh, I'm going to yeah. say to them? You're
0: going to see that.
1: You get to keep your home. Congratulations. we'll, we'll just list with another agent. There's three business cards of other agents that would love to waste their money and time. Have a great day. Yeah. That's that's I'm gonna have extra business cards for that one. It's already gonna get started. And so I'm gonna be prepared to say, No problem. I don't I'd like to help you. I don't have to help you either. You don't mm-hmm. have to sell your home, I don't have to help you. That's okay. no problem. No problem. Sellers sell when they're ready to sell, buyers buy when they're ready to buy. So look at so, all this So, what
0: you can also do is yeah. if somebody's selling, yeah. generally they're gonna be buying. Yep, yep. So so always remind the seller that you are now becoming the buyer as well. Right. So you're going to be able to not have to way overpay. You're going to be able to not have to waive the appraisal, waive the home inspection, uh, pay the transfer, like crazy, crazy, crazy things that we saw. You Remind the seller when you do sell this. Yeah. you become the buyer now. So
1: it equal what it happens is in the end of the day it typically somewhat equals out for the most part. It does. But people have a hard time emotionally being able to see how that really truly works and all that stuff like that. So, and before I hand them three business cards, I'll say, "Look, here's my strategy, here's my professional advice. I can guarantee this is the service you're going to get and this is this is about what I can really predict without having a major appraisal issue. This is about what you can expect in the market right now today, okay?" Some people, they'll go with it and they'll say, hey, here's a strategy. You want to start here, X, Y, Z. This is in the ballpark. And then from there, here's how you make small tweaks and adjustment to make sure you get top dollar for your property. Does that make sense? Is that reasonable? And if they still are emotionally crazy attached and, and they're all over the map, um, then, then at that point, it's usually a disaster. They're just, they're just going to sink in quicksand and, and not know it until it's too late. And then they, Or they'll call me back later sometimes. And they'll say, you know what? You you know, I get it now. This didn't work out. Da, da, da. It's not going the way I want. Yep, I'm, I'm willing to do it your way because you have the track record. So here we go. Let's just let you do it. All right. So that's the first thing I look at is the date and all that stuff like that with buyers. Or I look at, or if a buyer needs, so overprice the market. This one I advise is what you said is at or slightly below the asking price. Those are offers. not going to hurt anything, but in the event, and we're going to see this. If a buyer can advantage to be able to get closing cost help, then we would go ahead and factor that in. And that would be anywhere up to 3% as a general rule. Typically, and after 3%, it gets pretty crazy um, because that's covering all the closing costs and some that isn't really even needed to have. It's above, you know, because four to four and a half percent of the purchase price is about closing cost amount. Mm-hmm. What about as is? I got this question right away. What about as is? Do we have to? No, not necessarily. I wouldn't. There's no need to. Why not? I'd go with a normal home inspection, regular inspection, especially if it's on well and septic, which opens up the door for what? Further negotiations. Yes. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Now, the only time I would advise ever, as is with a right to terminate or none, is depending on the condition of the property. You know, if it's in pristine, updated, HVAC's newer, roof is newer, all those things like that. It, it takes a lot of that inspection guesswork out of the way. Foundation's a big item, though. That's usually the biggest we talked about before in the programs. So that's a tricky one, but I am very, as always, will be very reluctant to just throw out a home inspection together. okay?
0: And, and, and let me just throw something in. Mm-hmm. If somebody's flipping a property, don't think it's in great condition. Yeah. There's a lot of flippers out there that will, you won't know what they did behind the walls. Right unless you have a home inspection and what I mean by that is is there's things that they cut corners on all the time to make it look pretty so just because you're seeing a house that just got renovated on a flip doesn't mean it's okay to waive a home inspection yeah
1: yeah big time and especially with foundations with any water stuff like that Terry uh, one of the things I encountered one time was a flip property okay and um, I noticed in the basement it was dry it's fine for the moment right what I noticed were two things (laughs) Number one, they added a second sump pump on the other side of the house in the foundation. Okay. So not just one sump pump. They had two happening. Red flag, why would you add a, why would you add a second sump pump in a basement? Either drains how was was installed at all or incorrectly or whatever, and then I look for French drain lines and some other things like that. But what I noticed is when I was in the basement, I stayed there for a little while, about five minutes or so one of them kicked in and started running mm-hmm. well, we hadn't had rain in like a week okay so i was like that's a red flag right there sure enough sure enough there was a um an elevated um a higher water table they call it water table in the pro- on the property that where it was located um and i looked on the outside and did some other investigations and found out oh yes this property gets an unusual amount of moisture that's going to mean to be remediated out of the basement so it doesn't flood. So those are some factors that played into that place there. So last two minutes, depending on how well the uh, inspection goes, there's a better chance that the seller will be willing to fix or repair significant items. Or getting back to Terry, ready, your favorite, giving a credit to a buyer so that... You know, We now didn't have closing costs, but now we can put that in there instead of fixing something, just getting closing cost credit, and stuff like that. So we're going to start seeing that, and that's mm-hmm. going to be something we're going to start advising sellers. Last minute, I'm going to say is that for sellers, you're going to see less showings, less offers in time. We're starting to see that now as the market gets more balanced out. But I would highly suggest this is something I'm suggesting now. Is depending on, on do a pre home inspection and fix any items that would be of significance that could possibly scare a buyer off because you're not gonna have as many buyers looking at your property. That is a really big deal coming up. I know we're gonna get pushed back, but this is, I'm trying to save you to get top dollar for a property. It's a lot cheaper to pay $300, $400 than to lose a buyer that would have been probably paying you more than $300 or $400 in the asking price stuff or cutting it out because of a surprise or walking away. We're going to start to see buyers also getting ready to walk away if there's if there's no negotiating room and the seller's like, nope, market's too hot, I ain't giving a dime, I'm not fixing nothing, I'm not doing anything. They may have to lose that to walk yeah. away and lose that. So, all right, guys, have an awesome morning weekend. Uh, we want to definitely say thanks to all those that do and have served to keep our freedoms intact with what we have in the, in the present condition of our country. And we want to thank you guys for serving. Have a great time out there. Be safe. And we will see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Terry and I are always here to help out. Take care now.
0: Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com.
1: And this is Darren Ahern from RE/MAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.